0: Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I sit down to talk about recently watched movies with my dear friend and artist, Danny Haas. Just call him Dick Grayson. What? He is not, no
1: one, he's not, his name's not Robin. What are we doing calling him Robin?
0: And our spiritual advisor, Pertalexis. You
1: want a liquid
2: bag of Batman cinema?
0: We are concluding our Nolan trilogy with part three, The Dark Knight Rises. Is it as bad as some hosts remember from all those years ago? Or was Danny right this entire time? And is it actually good? Let's find out now. Elben Ring. Oh. Let's start off. Let's be frank with each other. Proto has watched no movies. He's been sucked in to this hot new video game. Mm-hmm. Elben Ring. It's by George R. Martin. Are you saying Bs? Are you saying B? Elbin? Albin Ring. <laughs> that's the other that's the other game. How many I hours remember. have you put into this game so far? 10 plus. Oh. <sighs> My God. Let's just say ten plus. Is this like wow? You have to like amp up your character. You got to pick a class like wizard, mage. Tell us about it.
2: No, 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 no. So this is the this is a game from, uh, from software who are known for their Dark Souls games, and the games are known as being very difficult. You know they're pretty hard. You kind of have to grind it. But uh, I've never played one of these games. I've always been afraid. Addiction. Yeah, addiction. And if I buy into it, am I, am I, am I, is it just not going to be for me? But this time, you know, I was reading about it, everybody's getting on it. And I thought, you know what? I haven't played a game at release in a long time. And it just felt right. It felt right. And I, and I thought I'd take a chance, Mm -hmm. take a chance on me, (coughs) give myself a shot. So I did. And it's paying off. Uh, I'm just in love with this game. It 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 kind of uh, it, it changes the formula of of like gameplay mechanics in ways that's like really inspiring. Games like this normally uh, you are kind of on like a, a a loot chase where you're like chasing leveling up right. and chasing um, the rewards that come from that. But with this, like the, there's such a a a learning curve and a depth to the gameplay that you're actually leveling up like your personal skill at being good at the game because mm. it's so hard. And I've just, mm. I haven't really played a game like this. In, a, I mean, I've played some like roguelikes that are like this, that are like really difficult that you just have to like uh, get really good at the mechanics, but I'm having the time of the time of my life right now. <laughs> Do you remember when happier. we
0: we all went on vacation together, our group of friends, and WoW, I think had like just been re-released or something. Everyone brought their laptop, their systems, and one, late one night, everyone got, everyone brought their rigs. Everyone got their rigs out (laughs) and started playing WoW Classic.
3: Mm.
0: Our mobile, mobile rigs. (laughs) There's a famous uh, video of uh, a dear friend of ours now, podcaster, Dirk Feelgood, who does the movie mixtape podcast with also dear friend of ours, Marcy, he was in this kind of like sleeping fugue state. He fell asleep watching everyone play WoW Classic, and his head was just bopping around trying to stay awake. Yeah,
2: he was that engaged. Yeah, we're playing with <laughs> our our uh our two producers. Well, our producer Dale and our ex-producer, now disgraced Ian. Yeah. Uh and yeah, we went into uh what's that dungeon underneath um Agrimar, you know what it's called, Danny. Uh, fire rage chasm. We went into fire. fire rage.
0: Rage fire chasm. That's what it trainer is. Trainer says. Thank you, that. trainer. I was close. Let's move on. Yeah. Sorry. I w- <laughs> everyone, wake up in live chat. We're moving on. We have mess. a big episode of The Dark Knight Rises. We're closing out the Nolan verse tonight together mm. as friends. We'll settle the score. Just like we settled the score again for Rogue One this past week. We released a shock bonus episode mm. of Rogue One Redux. Danny, what did you think? Now you had a few days behind us to yeah. marinate on the experience of doing it a second time.
1: I think um, we really bonded over this episode, the three of mm. us together. Uh, we reached new levels of friendship. Um and I'm excited for the third time we do this movie. <laughs> That's code for Danny uh, that we're, we
2: went more towards what he thinks of the movie.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: I have some news. I saw The Batman. You just tonight. got out of the theater. Just got out of the theater. That's our movie <gasps> next week. Three hours of The Batman. Give us something. Give us something. Give us just a little, I'm not going to reveal my opinion on give the movie. Give us something. Something. I'll give you Something. I, I'll just say this. Don't make us beg <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll, let me just say this about the production design. Okay. Capital P, capital D, production design of this film. I would like it hooked up directly to my veins. Ew. Oh, directly oh, intravenously. Knee, yeah. oh, intravenously. I don't even know what that means. That's all. That's all I'll say about that.
2: You want a liquid bag?
0: Of, of Batman cinema. Ooh. Can we get a Photoshop of intravenous of the Batman production design? Oh, uh, no. Pardo, did you watch any movies this week before you became a Elden Ring addict? I did watch a movie, okay? I'm a professional here. Hmm. Everyone knows
2: this. I don't miss a beat. <laughs> and uh, I did watch a movie. Um, I I continued our uh, Marvel... Cinematic oh, Universe no. uh journey with my, with my son. Yeah, I got to watch for the first time uh, Age of Ultron. Oh I'm sorry. Which I had never seen. Um, James Spader's lips. <laughs> James Spader's James Spader's lips, James Spader's voice. Uh I don't know. I don't know what the consensus is, but I I liked James Spader in this as Ultron. I liked his voice. I liked his performance Mm. Mm. um, as that man. Yeah. And I mean, I gave it two stars. I kind of, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think Uh, it's better than Ant-Man. I mean, it has a lot of, you know, a lot of issues, just like classic issues. The the biggest is just the whole love story angle between the Hulk and Black Mm -hmm. Widow.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Like, what
2: are we thinking with this storyline?
1: Is this the big hide-the-pickle joke movie? Do you remember
0: Pickle Joke, Proto?
2: I think that does sound familiar, but I might have already blocked I, it out. I think
0: this one came out. Hey, big guy. <laughs> Drink every time. We need to isolate that. Scarlet <laughs> says, hey, <laughs> big Mental guy. Mental editing note, isolate Proto's big guy audio. I think this had come out after some good Marvel movies had come out. Name one. See. This See? is the second Captain America movie out by this point? Can no someone know Winter Soldier? Confirm? Yes. Thank you, Hannah. So that had come out, and then you get Avengers 2 Age of Ultron with that director. Yeah. And you're ready for let's get rid of this guy, because we have these studs on the Captain America movies. And then they eventually took over those those Avengers movies, as they should have. Those guys.
2: Yeah, not much to say about this movie. I mean, everybody else has it's already seen dwell. it. We don't need to dwell on that filth. It's 20 years old. Slovenia.
0: What was the country name? Yeah, was it? it was
2: like Slovenia. Like Everything's going down in Slovenia, <laughs> this one town.
0: <laughs> uh, Danny, what did you watch this week? After our last episode, uh,
1: your words about V for Vendetta really struck a chord with me. <laughs> So I fired up V for Vendetta and gave it a fat, juicy heart on Letterboxd. What an enjoyable movie. No rating. And I wish that one day we could cover it on this show. Mm.
0: (laughs) Did I miss some kind of V for Vendetta love fest that I'm just like oblivious to? Is is there a a V community for the Mm. film and not the book? There's a forum somewhere. Casey, thank you. I yeah. think it's just that we don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. it. It's just saying on the list it. of movies that I would want to you cover on the show you with you never. with you too. This is maybe at the bottom of the list. Mm, that's not what you said. Like this and Catwoman are probably the last two no. movies I'd want to cover for this podcast. Interesting. Thank you, Casey. I'm getting supported by your partner in chat. My wife, please. What about Beauty and the Beast? You watched that too.
1: Beauty and the Beast was a family movie night. Beauty and what we do for family movie nights, uh, we all pick a movie in our family, put our names in a spinning name app. And if you get picked, it's your movie for that night. You can't get upset oh. if your movie doesn't get picked because it's all random. <laughs> Casey's pick was Beauty and the Beast, the animated movie. Beautiful film. Five stars. It's such a perfect movie. I love it. Uh, um, actually, the first movie I ever saw in theaters when I was a kid. So that oh. was... It's a special movie. I love this movie. It's mm. incredible.
0: That music hits where he's transforming. Mm. Are you kidding you me? I'm getting chilled up right now just thinking about it. Sheesh. It's magic. Imagine a Beauty and the Beast episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's all we watched
1: this week. Got to see a... um Basquiat exhibit in the museum here. One of my favorite artists. It was a beautiful weekend. I'm
2: mm. wearing
0: my Basquiat shirt. I saw, right I
1: saw your Basquiat shirt and I love you.
0: Wow. Uh, we have some new friends on Patreon to say hello to. Sarah and Kip joined this past week. They get access to the VHS Village Discord, discounts on Danny's beautiful prints and merch. By the way, the episode 91 hat Oh yeah, is going fast. Secret That's all drop. I can tell you about right now. It's going very fast. There was some buzz in on Twitter. Some people asking for another Redux episode, potentially for episode 91.
1: What could we redo?
0: <laughs> Prado, would you ever want to go back and redo our Dune episode for a Redox uh, episode? I, I think it would be interesting to do after part
2: two comes out. Uh, We're 100% I mean, doing part two on this
0: show. I oh, guarantee 100% it. we're doing part two on the show. I guarantee it. Someone has to do it. If not us, who? I was thinking about that too. I was marinating on a dog walk today. What if we did part one and two as a whole, yes. as an entire episode? Like the full- As one movie, as it the was intended. full movie as it should have been.
1: Yeah. It's weird that people would want us to redo an episode of a movie we liked. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: really interesting. It's a good- so, You know what? That's a good point. <laughs>
0: What if we redo, we redux one of the most controversial, maybe more controversial than the Dune episode. We go back and we do that big green lovable character, Shrek. Oh yeah. Okay. Shrek redux. <laughs> Proto just scoffed at me. You heard it. <laughs> it's the first
2: I've ever heard Proto scoff on this podcast. Thank you, Matthew. Shrek still
0: still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we are supported. I can't believe it. No, no more, no movie more divisive than Shrek in our community <laughs> makes me ill. Oh gosh. Every week we give away a free year of Letterboxd Pro for sharing the show on social media. Disclaimer, I'm a Letterboxd employee. And, uh, I want to call out this one tweet that probably stopped us all on our tracks mm. this week. Positive tweet stopped us on our tracks. Quote, if you want to listen to three guys who are almost 50, Pretend they're 30 and act like they're 20, then 70 MM Pod is the movie podcast for you. Five stars. Danny, your reaction to that tweet. That that tweet was a journey that I
1: went on reading it. I mean, <laughs> we're all in our
0: 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> I replied to that tweet, I'm 38, exclamation point. Who's the most 50-ish wow. out of all the hosts?: Me,
1: I'm 39. I turned 40 this year. I'm the oldest. Mentioned? I'm the elder.
0: the elder ring. Hm. <laughs> that <laughs> was Dustin Jackson. So Dustin, you won the free year Letterboxd Pro, by the way. Congrats Dustin. thanks for all your support. <laughs> <laughs> so labored in that, thing. Thank We are grateful support.
1: for your support, Dustin.
0: Uh real quick, I'll talk about a movie that I watched before Please. we get into the dark Knight rises, Please. the main event, the main course. I was lucky enough to watch after Yang. Oh uh, yeah. Talk about it. It's dropping on showtime or will be out on showtime. I believe when this episode posts, wait, this is a showtime release movie. It's yeah. It, it I mean, it came out on Sundance and I think showtime signed. Oh, okay. Got gotcha, um, Signed gotcha, the gotcha. deal to get the digital release. Uh, when his young daughter's beloved companion and android named Yang malfunctions, Jake searches for a way to repair him. In the process, Jake discovers the life that has been passing in front of him, reconnecting with his wife and daughter across a distance he didn't know was there. Colin Farrell is in this, Jodie Turner-Smith. This is one of those, oh yeah, A24, Matthew calls out in chat. Mm. This is one of those low low fi so- sci-fi movies that I love. You know, where it's, really about the the human relationships in the movie and there's like some minor sci-fi aspects of it that are kind of like in the background but are super cool. Colin Farrell is amazing in this. I, my review was almost like, can we talk about Colin Farrell's career at this point? Has I mean, he ever it, missed? I mean, I would not have foreseen mm. the, like, the varying degree of his filmography at this point of his career. It's so good. He just knows how to pick them. But- through this journey that he goes on trying to repair Yang, I thought it was incredible. I gave it five stars in Letterbox. Loved it. Hit me at the right time. I highly recommend everyone go see it. Is it better than artificial intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very meditative. I watched this on my laptop. I laid down on the couch. Nova, my my doggo, laid her head on my legs I was watching. It, it was like the ideal movie-watching scenario. And I had an emotional experience watching this film, so much recommend everyone check it out if, if possible. Look at look at how good Colin Farrell looks in that still from that trailer. Mm. The mustache and mustache.
1: Yeah, I mean the lobster killing of a sacred deer. I mean he's done these lo-fi sci-fi's for a bit. Mm. Yeah, but he had about I want to say he had like fifteen years of like nothing.
0: Yeah, he, I mean nothing. he did the Total Recall reboot. He did the Fright Night reboot. He was in Horrible Bosses. People love that movie. Fascinating career, though. He's, yeah, he's got a very varied career. I mean, you just saw him in the new Batman. Which I can't believe that he was in that. I, I would love to read a book about how he was cast as the Penguin. I mean, early on in his career, I was like, he was one of my favorite actors. Like, Tigerland had come out, I think, when I was working at West Coast Video. So I tracked down a DVD of that. And then he was in Hearts War, Minority Report. It was amazing yeah, in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did Phone Booth. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie? Phone Booth was wild. The Recruit with Al Pacino. Sadly, he was in Daredevil after that. One of What's the worst know, performances in Evanescence. the
1: history. Of... Can we play some Evanescence
0: right now? Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> just got removed from Spotify for just saying Evanescence <laughs> out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he also he was in um, The New World from Terrence Malick. Yeah. Have you seen that, Proto?
2: No, I really want to. To just, you know, to probably be disappointed. But, yeah, I really want to see that. I've been Mm. eyeing up that Criterion disc.
3: You know what I'm saying?
0: All right, so check out After Yang if you're at all able to. Highly recommended. Five stars, movie of the year for me. But we need to get into the feature Prezzo. Movie of the
1: year. Let's move on.
0: The one we need to get into. The Dark Knight Rises. The most anticipated sequel in superhero film history. Sheesh. 2012. That true? Christopher Nolan. Can you back that up? Christian Bale. Anne Hathaway. Pardo. What is The Dark Knight Rises?
2: After the events of The Dark Knight, Batman, believed to be responsible for Harvey Dent's killing spree, disappears. But with the work that was done to clean up Gotham, it appears that he is no longer needed. Eight years have passed and Gotham is in better shape than ever. But Bane, a former member of the League of Shadows, has come to Gotham to complete the work of Ra's al Ghul. Destroy Gotham. How? He takes the core of an experimental fusion reactor that Wayne Enterprises has in their basement and turns it into an armed nuke set to blow. Bruce Wayne dons the cowl one final time to stop Bane But does he still have it? Can he still be the Batman? Can he still kick and punch and stuff? Yes and no. All it takes is some prison time in The Dark Knight Rises.
3: So that's what that feels like. <laughs> he wouldn't give the trigger to an ordinary citizen.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty good. The, the main thing I kind of figured out in this viewing was, I'm guessing he couldn't breathe through his nose in the cow, right? He was just always breathing through his mouth. That's why mm-hmm. his mouth was open constantly.
2: I also noticed that his technique of doing the voice is that he never let his his lips touch.
3: Like He always just you never connect the lips at all <laughs> if you hold that you kind of you get a pronunciation It wouldn't give the jacket every
0: uh where do we begin i i have some history with this movie tell us i have some deep yeah, history us. with this Talk movie to us. i was pissed when i saw this movie <gasps> i Talk had a real us. bad reaction to the follow up to The Dark Knight. I remember said it last week, how on earth do you top The Dark Knight? Like, it's not possible. The storyline was so huge. It's so good. In the movie universe, I said like, I think a chat called out that I, like, how do you top this amazing, perfect movie? I gave it four and a half stars. I, I mean, in the story terms, how do you top what Joker did and what Batman did? It's like so vast. And I felt like it, in When I saw this in the theaters, I was so confused by the Bane storyline. I, I In my head, I was so annoyed that like Bruce Wayne healed his broken back in a couple months or two months, whatever it was. So I, I didn't knows. watch this movie for a long time until this week. It was just a slip disc. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just needs a good punch. <laughs> What's that? He had a vertebrate. <laughs> you know, pumping out of his back, and he healed himself in two months. But Prado, what's your backstory with the Dark Knight Rises? Do you remember? Uh, not really. I, you know, I, I the last time I saw this was in theater,
2: um, and I yeah I didn't really remember too much about it. I remembered the prison, the you know breaking of the back, um, but the whole like really what happens with Anne Hathaway. Uh, and anything with the cops, I was kind of, I was, I, I forgot that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in this movie, to be honest.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: So that's where I was at. It was, you know, it was pretty much
0: a fresh, it felt like a fresh viewing for me. Wow. Mm.
1: Amazing. Well, that's good then.
0: What was your, what's your backstory, Danny, with The Dark Knight Rises? Um, we were probably,
1: uh, I don't know, in a good spot at the comic book store. We were hanging posters. We lined up to get tickets to see just that 10 minute the first 10 minutes of the movie in IMAX, uh, you know, when they hadn't changed Bane's voice at the time. Um, I mean, the hype around this film it was intense in any sort of comic community um, that at least I was a part of. And I mean, opening night, we were there at the same place I'm seeing the Batman this weekend, where I saw this film. Mm. So it's just, this movie was huge and it was big for me because I don't, I don't remember coming out of the theater in love with it. Like, like I did the dark night. Um, mm. and so I don't know if it had reached the levels of, you know, what the dark Knight did for me as performances wise with the Joker and cause of all that kind of stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my past with it.
0: Proto. What's number
2: one on your list for the Dark Knight Rises? Well, the first thing on my list is Bane's voice.
1: So, what mm-hmm. is this? What is the backstory? Did they change it yeah. at some point? So, what happened in? So in well, from what I remember, in the IMAX preview that we got, that was a big like event. It was the first ten minutes of the film you could go see, which was just the airplane. Um, sequence from the opening of this film and then it had like quick shots of the movie to wrap up what you're watching and in that was just uh, Tom talking through the mask no voiceover and it was honestly impossible to understand a word he was saying so Mm -hmm. from what I understand was he came back and did all ADR um, to cover up to come back and do his voice again
0: Mm -hmm.
1: well they also won't admit that they did that but it's It's pretty obvious. It's it's
3: very very obvious. obvious. What? Or perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane.
1: At least you can talk. Who are you?
3: It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. No one cared who I was till I put
2: on the mask. Yeah, I mean, it's so obvious that there there's no like ambience when he's speaking. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like some he's like in a recording booth. Um, <laughs> right. But the, they just like, added the, even into the, the footage. Yeah. Like the levels aren't even like the same with other people like talking in the scene. Like whenever he talks, it's, it's like, it's like louder and clearer in some way right. where you can, you can clearly, you know, it's, it's not hard to understand what he's saying. It's just, I mean, Hardy has just like a strange kind of delivery with like yeah. the, <laughs> end, the end of his words. Um but yeah it it just it kind of took me out of it whenever he was talking because of you could just tell it was so different than everything else mm-hmm.
1: and it's really noticeable right away because you have everyone yelling over plane noises in this hole yeah. of a plane but then you have Bane who isn't shouting at all he's talking normal but his volume is incredibly loud and then you have to deal with tom's accent and then you have to deal with whatever tom is trying to do with bane as some sort of evil overlord as well so it's a it feels like a giant mess when it
0: comes to his voice i will say that bane in the animated series is awesome you know in (laughs) comic books you know bane is almost and i think he's almost like a master strategist you know, I think uh, that's how it comes across in the animated series and in the comic books. So, I I love Bane in the comics. So, when they mm. said, like, Bane is going to be the villain in the movie, you're like, Ogre? Oh, girl. Uh, I don't yeah. remember
2: from the animated. Is he, like, on the juice in that? Yeah, he's, he's on
1: the juice.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: very I'm, much like the older movie.
0: Two, number, number one for one. me, sorry. Number one, I'm going to say something scandalous that I might have disagreed with my younger self, but... I really like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman in this. This viewing, I was smitten. Mm -hmm. I loved her. I loved her character. I loved her acting in those scenes where she felt like she was just screwed, you know, in terms of how her her life had played out and how she was almost like pretty much depressed. Like, there's nothing for me. Some people just can't get out of this life. Uh, I really connected with her in this viewing. I, I really probably disagreed strongly when I was younger. I think when I was younger and I saw this Catwoman, I was like, man, this sucks. Anne Hathaway, get out of my movie. I just want <laughs> Batman in my movies, Catwoman. Um, but I really
1: enjoyed it. Danny, what did you think? Yeah, I do love her as Catwoman. And I really like, I i, I like her moments outside of Catwoman. I like her Selena moments where she's, um, you know, being a real person even like the scene where she returns the congressman for the fingerprints, and she fakes being you know scared mm-hmm. when the police are coming. I love those 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 quick yeah. sequences with her. I love the masquerade ball with her, where she's just giving it right back to Bruce. Um, there is there is just something. I mean, it's just hard to not like Anne Hathaway anyway. I just really love her. So some um, haters in chat right now. Anne
0: Hathaway haters. A H H.
1: That's fine. Yeah, let them hate. She, I mean, she's she's really cool in this movie. I love her when she attacks Daggett and does the like heel up the wall to knock the gun out of her hand. And oh yeah, that stiletto.
0: Whew. Sheesh. I also feel like it. It. She played the perfect character for Bruce to want to retire with. You almost mm. sort of like have this kind of mirror image almost of if I was ever going mm. to just quit and leave with someone who also wants a fresh start like this Catwoman. He's the one for me.
3: Yeah.
2: I like how she is, she fits well into like the Nolan universe of Batman, where the whole Catwoman aspect is understated and not really. I don't, they don't even say Catwoman. In they this. don't even and say Catwoman. It, she doesn't really have a costume. She just happens to have like a pair of goggles that look like cat ears when mm-hmm. they're flipped up. Um, yeah. It's more of like she's a, a burglar. Uh, yeah, and I think like her her scenes are just like really well done, and like Anne Hathaway really owns the role. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's probably yeah it's one of
0: the the performances that I like the most from mm-hmm. this. Um, I, w- I will say she her costume in some of the scenes where she's like Catwoman kind of looks a little bit goofy. It's almost yeah. like bordering like this is drifting into almost unbelievable that she would walk around in this, where like Batman is kind of like fighting crime he needs like a military suit. But like Catwoman, you don't really need to wear that. I mean, that. the same could be said for Black Widow. Well, I'm not talking about those movies right now. <laughs> those <laughs> are what on I the table. Do a discussion. lot that I
1: like is um, also Zimmer's score for her. The little mm. piano riff uh, whenever she's on, the, like especially when she's trying to flee um, and get on the plane and she's got that hat on and uh, there's a great score behind her in that scene. Hmm. Mm. What's your number one, Danny, on your list? Number one on my list, uh, this viewing, I really enjoyed the storyline with the um, pit that uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne get thrown into. I love mm-hmm. Nolan's kind of grounded, realistic take on the Lazarus pit Um and I just think it's, I just, I like it. I like the, the moments with the, the doctor and him climbing out and the chants. And there's just, there's just something really cool about that scene. Um, learning more about Bane, learning about Talia and the child that climbed out and then him thinking the whole time that it was Bane that actually got out, but he was the protector of her. And um, I don't know, I just really enjoyed those scenes. And in 4K, it looked really good. I mean, a lot of this film looked gorgeous in 4K, but yeah, uh, I just really liked the pit. I mean, yeah,
0: it's just really cool. It was a cool take on the Lazarus pit. So when I, was, when I first saw this movie, I remember being really annoyed that he healed from like a broken back, injured back in what I thought was under three months and then swims to Gotham and I and I said three months because it, on the TV it says like Gotham day 89 or whatever but the wiki says that he was down there for five months did I mm-hmm. miss like another TV announcement no, saying just, how long it had been
1: they do a bad time of showing the the length of time he's actually there it is the longer it is the five months but you got Noland
0: yeah yeah you got tenanted <laughs> very hard. I thought like the wiki was like, had an error. Like the wiki says he was down there for five months, but I don't remember them saying five months. So you got to read between the lines with Nolan. That's that's more believable than 80 days of him. Like healing. I also was like, how did he not re injure his back falling and failing from that? Right. That rope. That would have severed his back again. (laughs) Well, you see the angle at which he landed, (laughs) his stomach (laughs) took the brunt of the fall. His six packs, uh, saved his uh, back I think <laughs>
2: yeah I'm conflicted about the pit because I I like the concept the idea of it I think is cool. Uh, it's very like something from a comic book um, so it's and it's fun. I just don't know if I like love the execution of it. I think the whole like chanting as a guy like he's climbing out it's a
0: little corny. I think it's also tough to have this is a big movie like Batman. When this starts, he's retired for eight years, he comes back as Batman, gets his back broken, and he's gone for five months, and then comes back. So, like, the, the time aspect of this movie is is long. Like, yeah. even the him, like, having a broken back could, in theory, be, like, the end of the last movie, or, like, start the beginning, and have his journey being, for, like, three quarters of the movie, coming back from the broken back. It's, like... I don't know. I feel like the 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 way they slotted the pieces around could have been done a little bit better to to have it make have it feel have more umph, I guess. In my mm. opinion, yeah. well, it, it feels like it, Nolan had this obsession
2: with this idea of Bruce Wayne wanting to get out of being Batman, and like you know, it's in this, it's in the Dark Knight, and then it's in this one as well, and it feels like that whole setup of like things are going great for eight years, and like oh this you know, this Bane figure comes around. Oh, I got to be Batman one more time to like set things Mm -hmm. right. So I can finally retire from being the Batman. Um, which it seems like it, like it, it, it was like the, the guiding force for the whole story, which is, I don't know if, like, I don't say it's like good or bad. It's, it's just like a, a peculiar approach to telling a Batman story to me.
1: Mm. I think it's because he tried so hard to tell the story that, um, the whole anyone can be a Batman story. You don't have to be a billionaire. You don't have to know, you know, uh, martial arts to be Batman. So this, you know, him trying to retire, but also pass the mantle and inspire, a a generation of people to, you know, not really fight crime, but anyone Mm -hmm. can be, uh, the person that stands up to injustice. And I think, there's that overarching story, which is very, is told in this very long
0: film with a very lot of storylines. Thick. What did you th- I actually forgot that this movie started with him being retired for eight years or like a recluse. I also was getting kind of pissed at Bruce for like just essentially not doing anything for eight years. Like the well, orphanage yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. what is your problem, dude? Like do something during the day. Sign some checks. Yeah, he doesn't even know what's going on with his company. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean that's the that's what that's what uh, Alfred is pretty much yelling at him about. Like he's pissed mm-hmm. at Bruce for, you know, giving in to his fear, his anger. He doesn't know how to move on from being a uh, Batman since he's chosen to retire and the fact that him, you know, being gone for 8 years now, it's or you know, him disappearing uh Right has allowed his actions of the dark Knight to like maintain meaning and significance and Batman's no longer needed, but at least it made his sacrifice um, worthwhile. And I, I'm, I like the eight year break and I like the idea that he lost himself as mm-hmm. a person and um, he just couldn't come back from it. And he fixed the city, but also he didn't, he, didn't, I mean, he'd lost himself in, in doing so.
0: Megan just posted, I think, what my favorite shot of the movie is, where he's darting around in the flashing of the bullets. That's your favorite part of the movie? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Danny <laughs> is ready to strangle me right now. <laughs> Who, whose turn is it?
2: Is it Protos, number two? Uh-huh. Uh, my number two is, I really like the uh, the bat plane helicopter thing.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That is
2: really sick. like it's such a cool design the way it, cause it, it looks like the tumbler, but like they carved out the bottom and put a a helicopter blade underneath of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like an awesome design. I think the scenes where it's involved, like when it comes out of the alley,
1: uh, it's like shot so well, it feels, I mean, is that CG? Does anybody know? Is that practical? (laughs) It is practical. They do so much of that. They built a full scale, a bat and they literally pull it through the city on pulley wires through the air. And then they have it strapped to a top of a car that's controlled by remote control to, you know, to move around. It's, it's so impressive that there's so little of it. CG. I mean, it's obviously the flying over the city stuff is, but the grounded kind of stuff is amazing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. They had to mimic you know uh Tim just said in the chat about coming into the bat cave yeah they they throw it into the bat cave just like they did the, the tumbler. it's it's such an amazing thing and that's like a prop that I hope still exists somewhere that I'd love to see one day just to see that bat in person
2: when it when it flies into the bat cave and
0: then like that the the um, platform rises out of the water you say it rises. <laughs> rises Marcy and Chad is bringing up Pittsburgh. Yeah, Marcy, Shut no, up, fen- no offense, right now, um, but <laughs> I did not enjoy Gotham's look in this movie. It it seemed a little generic. Compared, that's because it's Pittsburgh. It is Pittsburgh. Um, in our Pittsburgh audience, please just hold. Compared to Batman Begins, and the, in the like the personality of the city, this there's like no personality going on in in Gotham mm-hmm. in this one, in my opinion. Prada, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I mean the, the the main shot like when Batman first appears and he's on the bike um and there it looks like they're going along like a like a river there. That just looks so I don't know, almost like residential or something. Like it mm. yeah, it just doesn't really have much like character or it doesn't it doesn't invoke any sense of being Gotham. It looks like we are hey, we're in Pittsburgh and we're doing the best we can, all right? <laughs>
0: Christopher Nolan's is lives mm, we're in Pittsburgh okay? mm. we couldn't get Chicago for this shoot it's all we have <laughs> mm. oh no alright I think it's my turn I will say I think my actual favorite scene is Batman fighting Bane for the first time God damn it, in the rain for the next one. Uh, with the water coming down and Batman just looking absolutely pathetic in this fight. Like, he's never fought a human being in his entire life. Oh, you think darkness
3: is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but bright. betray you because they belong to me.
0: Bane just is like just stepping on his cape for like the first <laughs> move of the fight, and he defeats him. But it looks awesome. And he kicks his ass in the entire thing. It looks so cool. He breaks his, his back. And then for comic fans, like, oh God, he broke his back, just like the comics. Like it's, a lot mm-hmm. of this is based on Nightfall, No Man's Land. Um, but mm-hmm. I think it looks awesome. Like, this is, this is the money shot, this entire fight scene.
1: That fight felt like it was just short of Bane putting his hand on Batman's head and Batman just flailing his arms like he can't reach Bane. Like, yeah. he was just making a fool out of him uh, in this fight. And honestly, the lead-up is great, too, where he gets uh, swindled by Cat Catwoman just trying to get out anything to get these guys off her back and she learns his identity right there she she starts
0: crying oh my god yeah
1: i mean she just watched him get i mean she thinks he's dead i mean he gets Mm -hmm. destroyed the cracking of the of the cowl i mean that scene is intense and it's it's really annoying because it could be it could be something of like legend for me like the interrogation scene in the dark knight like but bane's voice in that scene it's just so corny Like Mm. I just, I, every time, like I would just rather them just shut up and fight. Uh, But every time Bane talks, oh, the theatricality and like, it's just so cheesy. It's so hard to enjoy.
2: Yeah. I also, I I also just wish like he was bigger like Tom (laughs) Hardy doesn't, I don't know. Like Tom Hardy doesn't, he doesn't seem like a big dude in this. Like he doesn't even really look like Jack that much what? either. That what I would have
0: think of he looks like, thick as hell. Bane. He did look like he I mean, gained weight, but I don't know if he's like cut.
2: Yeah, he doesn't again when I think of Bane, I'm think I'm thinking
0: Jacked. Um
2: <laughs> So I g I, I don't know. Um the scene I mean the scene's good. I, I've I've never yeah, I mean I, I forgot it. There's so many iconic lines in this mm. movie. The whole like you know, born in darkness, I forgot that was from mm. the scene.
0: Um <laughs> I mean, that's that line is so ubiquitous at this point. Yeah. God, he couldn't escape those lines when this movie had come you out. You could Everyone no. doing impressions left and right. Everybody.
1: Not jacked, Megan.
0: That is not jacked.
1: <laughs> if if Tom walked up to me like that, I would say this man is jacked. Really? He looks huge. I mean, he's huge. He's, he's probably really for strong.
0: Man,
2: but-, but he's not jacked for Bane. There's a different <laughs> jacking.
0: A Maybe, they the Maybe they should have given him the serum. Maybe they should have given him the serum. He's jacking up. You know, he's pu- he's putting no, the poison in him. No, you guys are yeah. turning back into the comic book movies. The cheesy. I mean, this is this is pretty, pretty comic book-y. Cheesy, Tim, and, Tim and Chad says he's got a fighter's body. I can agree with that. Danny, what's your number two? Number two.
1: <clears throat> the one thing that actually frustrates me in this film. Uh, John Blake. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, here, let's get into it. Um now outside of Joseph, I, I love Joseph. I think he's a great actor in this film. I love his storyline. Um, I think he was I know I liked I liked this uh person who is molded into what we are being told is Robin, and it's what we find out at the very end. His real name is Robin John Blake. Um It felt like someone dumped a bucket of cold water in my head when I heard that at the end of the movie. I was, so in the comics, there's some great, I'm a huge Dick Grayson fan. And I wanted Mm. him so bad to just, you should have went by your real name, Richard or something. Like give me, give me him as Richard uh, Grayson. Give me Dick Okay, just call him Dick Grayson just in the movie, Grayson. Officer Grayson. Grayson. He is not no one. He's not his name's not Robin. What are we doing calling him Robin? Mm.
0: It, what if we call him Robin? Mm.
1: There's there's even there's even in the comics, uh, uh, stuff of Dick in GCPD. It's like this yeah. was set up to to lead into. Uh, a Dick Grayson taking over as Batman who I know I could argue that Dick was a better Batman than Bruce in the comics. So it's like, it was set up so perfectly. And when she says Robin, I, I almost fell out of my chair. Deflate audio. Balloon (laughs) just deflating. I was so frustrated because it's, I think he's one of the best parts of the movie. I like his character a lot working with Gordon. Um, But to lead up to that, and then to just see him swinging in the Batcave, like it was left to him, why is his name
0: Robin? Please. Right. Mm. It would have been cool if he was just like, you could even presume that he would maybe just become Nightwing. Like maybe right. I don't need to be Batman, but I could be something new in Gotham. I could be Nightwing. <sighs> I, I also had problems with him discovering Batman's secret identity because Bruce Wayne was smiling at the orphanage. He like knew he, the smile. He, oh my gosh. instantly discovered the identity because of that, Proto.
1: Expert detective.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody knew it was
2: Bruce. Everybody <laughs> figured it out in this movie. Um, yeah, that Jim was Gordon.
3: like. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or Jim. Yeah, that line that Batman says to him of like, I don't know, whatever. The, the little
3: boy, he, he held his hand when his parents were shot
0: in an alley. He would never forget. Whatever the heck he said. And then Gordon's like, Bruce Wayne? Do we even need that? Like, how would you even remember 20 plus years ago, you putting a coat around a young boy? You're a police officer. How many times are you consoling uh, victims of murder in Gotham? (laughs) That could have been a
2: hundred people. Blake finding out, realizing because of that, it was pretty silly.
0: The one thing I do want to bring up about Gordon, you know, in the No Man's Land comics, which is a, a... some of what they they pulled from the comic books, Gotham being cut off from the country, et cetera. Um, Gordon gets pissed at Batman because Batman disappears for several months in that comic book storyline. So he has, they have like a schism, a uh, separation. And Batman tries to like do a, a make culpa to me. Gordon. Like, I'm back. We can trust each other again. Gordon's like, I don't think so. So Batman to try to, make up he takes his mask off to reveal his identity to Gordon but Gordon has his back turned and he's like I don't want to see it put the mask back on you could have done that in this movie oh man what a moment like that that would have been been pretty baller and then it's like their fractured uh, relationship has to kind of like heal from that so
2: you're a symbol I don't need to see your face Mm -hmm. little boy how about Gary Oldman (laughs) talk to us how about Gary Oldman uh, fumbling around on top of that dump truck did he look not prepared for, for that action
1: scene that he was involved Could they in? they have picked someone more spry to climb on the move back of a moving truck?
0: Can we get a stunt double? <laughs> <laughs> also, how about uh, Talia Al Ghul reveals mm. her master plan. She's dead literally two minutes later in one of the most <laughs> embarrassing deaths and positions to be killed in. <laughs> kind <of laughs> catastrophic. Terrible. Oh my gosh.
1: I thought about that scene too watching it again where she's staring at Gary Oldman, Christian Bale, and Anne Hathaway. And she's the way she's sitting, <laughs> I
0: I felt embarrassed
1: for her. I'm like you're staring you're at
0: <laughs> <laughs> Evil Mastermind Talia Ghul. 90 seconds later. <laughs> she looks like she's laying on the couch trying to find something on Netflix. Her vertebrae oh, is not doing chest. well. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, one other thing how did Robin uh, do find... not say that do not call him Robin <laughs>
2: how did Jason J- JGL
0: JGL how did he find Gordon so fast in that drain remember that he's like oh yeah Gordon They're... gets kidnapped he rolls into the drain and JGL knows to go because to that because where exit. he found the body the first time
1: which body? in the beginning of the movie when he found the dead orphan that's where the body washed up.
0: Oh. Hmm. I swear were you oh, guys watching? Oh, 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 oh.
2: Maybe. There was a lot of scenes like that. How did Batman know where to find Catwoman when he came back to the city? There's that so was, many like that was is this not a big city? Does like how how it's is Pittsburgh. everyone finding each other so easily?
1: <laughs> and he's also just strolling up to her. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of awkward walking scenes in this film. <laughs> like when they when they meet in the uh in the train tunnel where they the subway tunnel where they have to walk to see bane and the music kind of kicks in hard but they're just like strolling away yeah. and then the weird awkward walk that lucius fox gives <clears throat> to his secret uh bookcase it's like 10 seconds long like he's <laughs> like let me show you one more thing and it's like <laughs> <doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>. <laughs> just walking along the bookcase it's like can we cut please
0: Hmm. Proto's number three would be my third oh, man number we're three. wrapping up
2: so I think my biggest problem with this movie is that for a story that's where the main threat is blowing up Gotham City, the the story feels very small to me, um, even though it should feel huge. Like this is a risk of the city. But I was thinking about it. And I was trying to figure out, like, why does this not feel epic you think like the Dark Knight Rises. I remember the trailer for this. It seemed like the, he's like this is going to be epic. But as I'm watching this, I just don't. I don't feel that way at all. And I mm-hmm. think the thing is, is that there's never a moment where I actually actually believe there's a risk or like that something's going to go wrong. Right? Like you know that Gotham is not going to get blown up. When I, you compare it to the Dark Knight, though, the Dark Knight has these relationships and these people who might not make it. And they don't, right? Like Harvey Dent dies, Rachel mm-hmm. Dawes dies. And there's like that, um, that emotional connection to those characters that Batman has. And in the movie, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't know if, if Harvey Dent two Face is going to survive or not. And the fact that they die, it feels like there's real stakes in that movie and, you know, and there's the stuff with the Joker, but like, even like, all right, you know, like Joker, uh, Batman's going to save the people on the, on the, on the boats. But it's, it's like this movie has the threat that, you know, Batman will stop, but it doesn't have that other part that where you feel like there's real risk of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like, I guess, I, I guess Selena Kyle could have died um, or there could have been some kind of threat to the, her life, but there, there really isn't. And then like Alfred disappears halfway through this movie. So the, to me, there isn't any kind of like real threat that I actually believe. Um, so I'm never, I'm never like convinced that any, anything's going to happen other than what I expect.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know how how do you guys feel about that? The, the I, overall I felt, plot of it. Now that you say that, but I remember saying last week that when I watched The Dark Knight, I just felt anxious the whole time because everything was so chaotic and nerve wracking. But I didn't feel that way this time around. So I, I agree. I didn't have any kind of like real connection to the characters or the idea that people might be in danger. You know, also to the fact that like all those idiot cops went in the sewers. So they sent 5,000 cops into the sewers. 3, whatever. I mean, one of the dumbest plans that Gotham has ever had and they got locked down there.
1: I mean, I, I totally agree with Proto. Um, I think it's a it's a very valid point. I don't know that it takes me out of it per se. And I was realizing a lot. Of, it's so weird. So much that keeps me in this movie is Hans Zimmer's score. It's quite, to me, it's my favorite out of the three movies. I Whoa. think there's so many moments where I think it it could be dull, but for whatever reason, Zimmer's score kind of kicks in and I get kind of amped, even if it's um, something simple. But um yeah, I mean there's there's very low it does feel like there's low stakes in this movie and I think maybe the ending um of Batman dying ish like the the thought mm-hmm. of him getting nuked it it I remember the first time it happened I I think I was super emotional then um thinking that this I mean we just lost Batman Bale this kind of was like a very finite kind of into the story, mm-hmm. uh, and he sacrificed himself. Um, so for me, that was a big moment in this film, but there is so many, there, with the amount of storylines, nothing felt heavy enough to be on the edge of my seat for.
0: Yeah. I would like you better reference the ending. I love the ending in this movie. I do love it too. Yeah. I, I think it's, a, it's incredible. Like yeah. That scene with Alfred and he at the end. Started tearing up myself. (laughs) The Fernie Branca. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a nice way to end a trilogy. Yeah. It just, it, it, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's well done. My last one. So, in this viewing, and I think last time, I still kind of like don't grasp why they still want to destroy Gotham. And I say that because crime is down, you know, like the city is almost like doing very well for itself like why do you still want to destroy it but then i guess in this viewing, i saw a little bit more of them still taking down the rich right like let's destroy wall street and then this is just through through the lens of 2022 like okay. it it did a l- appear a little bit more like i wrote a snarky letterbox review of like batman saving the rich and the cops which like is a bit of a disconnect in this day and age and our current climate. But that did affect my viewing this time around. Like, I just still think the cops are morons. Like, I don't care about saving these idiot cops in the sewers. I don't care about protecting the wealthy of Gotham. And I know that's like a snarky take of like, yeah, I agree with Bane, like, destroy all these people. But it did affect my viewing a little bit, where like, I just didn't really care that Batman was really saving all these people that, you know, maybe didn't need saving in Gotham. Wow. <laughs> Slim wants everyone dead in that
1: scene. Everyone.
2: Uh, Children. No, I, I the, the the shot that kind of made me a little queasy is when Batman basically becomes the police commissioner, and like all the police are coming out of the out of the tunnel, and he's like there, like with them. Mm. And just him being identified with them, I was like, oh man. This doesn't look that great. <laughs> um but I don't know. Other than that,
0: I, yeah. Okay, I'm the odd, I'm the odd man out. That's
1: fine. Well, there's more to save than just the rich. I don't. I I mean, the the city is still rotting from the ground up because of the rich and the inequity that's still in Gotham, even when there's no crime mm-hmm. or mob boss. So, I mean, they mentioned like twelve million are going to die if this bomb goes off. So there's right. there's the aspect of we still have plenty of innocent lives to say which I think they try to lean into with Blake's character bussing the orphans off of the off of the island or you know the families stepping out of their the homes and I don't know. Maybe instead know of the cops
0: I- being kidnapped put like families down there or something. Yeah, like the, the different kind of is, stakes. Yeah, yeah. Change the stakes up a little bit. Where it's not like, oh, dang, he destroyed Wall Street. Like maybe he uh, kidnaps an entire orphanage and puts kids down there. Like that would make me more consider. Yeah, I, I actually am rooting for Batman to like save the day here and come back. Like mm. those that those people are more important to me. Um, Danny, what's your third point? I think I've
1: I think I've uh, exhausted a lot of the points. Let me see. Mm, I mean, that's that's uh, it's kind of it for me. I I will say, as the third film in this trilogy, I do love this movie. I I really love sitting down and watching it. I don't watch it often. Like I said, I watch um, the Dark Knight the most, but I think I put this higher than Batman Begins. <gasps> I. I really do enjoy this. I like, I love, I like Bane. I like the look of Bane. I like his physicality with Batman. Um, I like the score in this. I mm. Is there still a lot that I like about this film that I kind of connect to better than um, Batman Begins? Uh, so I just, for for all, I think I'm at four stars for this. I think I'm sitting at four stars for this oh. film. It It's the Robin stuff really does piss me off because it's, it's, it's a frustrating setup that kind of doesn't pan out as, you know, my nerd brain wants it to pan out. And that kind of is a lot for, I mean, a lot of stuff when comic book movies happens for comic book fans, but it does bug me. Um,
0: what and, if I make an edit where I dub them saying his name to Grayson? I mean, sure. Do that would be...
1: That would be great. But I do, for me, this is a, this is a fun film and I still enjoy this trilogy as a whole more than, you know, most trilogies.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. How how about when Robin uh, bounces the off name? of the cement truck to shoot the guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you could do Amazing that. Amazing scene. Proto honorable mentions, final rating for the dark Knight rises. Honorable mentions. Um,
2: my favorite scene, and I got chilled up, is Ooh. the uh, the bat signal on the bridge. Um, I don't Ooh, know how nice. Batman found the time to do that, but I got chilled up when that when he lights that on fire and it lights up and the music swells.
3: Impossible. Impossible.
2: <clears throat> um, the. Uh, but also just, uh, I can't get over Bane's plan. Like the plan is so ridiculous and so complex and everyone else in Go- Gotham is complete idiots. Like these guys are mixing cement with like explosives throughout the entire city and no one catch could catch on that this is happening. Uh, also, where are these 9,000 psychopaths coming from? That is Bane's army. Who are these people? Where do they live? Mm. How, why? I don't know. Um, I you know what's crazy though, Mm -hmm. as I give my final thoughts is I think I I think I enjoyed watching this more than Batman Begins as well.
0: Wow! Um, You gave two stars of Batman Begins. (laughs) I did,
2: and I'm giving well I'm giving this two stars as well. Um, (laughs) So this is two stars. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I think I like it more than Batman I think I just I had more fun watching this um, even though by like the final um, half hour
0: I was kind of checking out of it but mm-hmm. <laughs> two stars two stars from Brodo. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had any other honorable mentions the scene where he finally comes back on the Bat Cycle after eight years and the lights yeah. are going out like behind the cop cars the chase mm-hmm. scene mm, I yeah. thought that was pretty badass that is cool mm. Amazing scene. I think they probably should have called this Nightfall, or you know, anything but The Dark Knight Rises would have been a better name. Yeah, it's a terrible title. So I'm at three and a half stars for The Dark Knight Rises. So it that's a jump from I maybe a BLB rating of two and a half stars. There are some pretty cool moments, and I really enjoyed Anne Hathaway this time around, and the ending still slaps IMO. Uh oh. Oh god, Hold answer on. Pick it up. That, you know what that means. Pick it up. Pick up uh, pick put it off. Pick it up. You know what that means. We might be speaking with someone on the line. Let's see if they're calling in. Let's see if Batman has something to say. Let's we'll see who's calling in.
3: Hey, 70 MM, <laughs> me, the Dark Knight. This week, you're celebrating my retirement. <laughs> my swan song. My Bat Song. Anyway, in the end, justice and vengeance and the wealthy elite win. But some people still think me. could take me in a movie one. Listen, he broke my back and had that really great line about being born in the dark, molded by it, when he said that I was really pissed because it is something I should have said. I really think darkness is my mom. I, well, I, I always have mommy Martha, but my second mom is definitely darkness. <laughs> I even asked Alfred if we could get it in writing and notarized, but he just ignored the idea. Still playing pretend, Mr. Ray. Who is that? How did you get this number? It's a public number. I looked it up. Who are you? <laughs> you sound familiar. Wait, wait. Give me a clue. I can figure this out. I am the League of Shadows. It can't be. <laughs> Roth Al <Al-Ghul> is dead. <laughs> Let's not stand in ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Wait. <laughs> Bane said that to me. How could you know that? Give me another clue. <laughs> His bomb is armed! His bomb is mobile! <laughs> you sound like Jimmy Stewart, but that's not my best. <laughs> It doesn't matter who we are. The only thing that matters is our plan. Okay, I'm still not sure. (laughs) But I'm not going to guess now. I'm going to sleep on it, do some research, personally. But I want to thank Silver. But I want to thank 70 mm for covering my story. Remember, Batman is a symbol. And even though Bane said it first, I was adopted by darkness, officially. As soon as we get the
0: paperwork sorted. <laughs> Bye. Stupid, stupid, stupid. What was, <sighs> what were you doing to utilize the Bane voice? That was impressive.
2: What do you mean?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God.
0: <gosh>. Oh, no. <sighs> oh, cripes. Amazing. You sound Set. like
1: Jimmy Stewart. That got me <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, my chest.
0: Sad that that's the end of our bat journey. You know, Batman Almost. calling in, breathing through his mouth each time. What a, mm-hmm. what a fun few weeks oh, we have cow. with Batman. Uh, we have some VMs and letters to get to. You can send us those at 70mmpod.com. There's links on there to send us an audio file or otherwise. So let's get into a few right now. The subject line, the fire rises. Let me take a quick drink. Dear friends, it's been a while since my last letter to the community, Malcolm X, but I felt the need to share my story with the Dark Knight trilogy. Very quick. Batman Begins was the first movie I took a girl on a date to go see. We didn't go on a second date. (laughs) I bought tickets for the Dark Knight months ahead of time and was the first movie I saw at midnight. With my younger brother and finally my brother and I completed the journey with Rises also at a midnight showing. I love all three of these movies and compare all other superhero movies to them. I know that the unpopular opinion is that Rises is the weakest of the three, while star-wise, I do agree. The Dark Knight is five stars, Begins at four, and Rises at three. I actually like Rises better than Begins and Mm. behind TDK. The complicated story of politics and class warfare tugs on the historical strings of my heart and the, literal, and the literary part of my brain. as the movie was heavily influenced by a tale of two cities. I love that Bane is the villain and that it ties back to Batman begins with Talia. Rest in peace, Talia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of that image again. Super crooked head. <laughs> I think Batman was well done and similar to his comic motivations all by Tom Hardy's voice and was better than the disaster of Bane in that pig's swill of a movie Batman and Robin. Oh I do think the fan service to Robin was okay, rather than mind-blowing. I think Bruce, at the beginning, being physically worn down from his history as Batman, then he slaps on a knee device and he's good to go, is lame. And that to overcome Bane is just, he just has to remember what he was fighting for is lackluster. All that said, I'm excited to hear takes. I have my tickets already for the Batman. My mm. fiance loves Twilight. And my brother and I joked with her, she has to see the Batman movie with us as it may be the origin for Edward Cullen. Hope all three of you are doing well. The 70MM <laughs> fellows are doing well and keep up the good work. Love you all. That's Mike. So he, Mike is uh, aligned with you and your ratings, Danny. Yes, because I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is right. Danny is right. <laughs> Gosh, Thank you, remember, Mike. remember our Malcolm X up. What an What a movie. Sheesh. Mm. Kip has emailed in. This is a long one. I might have to do an abridged version. We'll see. The Dark Knight Rises. Take a sip. Swig it. Might need more than a sip for this one. Hey, fellas, I've been tagging along the 70mm pod for just a few months, but I have loved every second. Mm. While normally I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in the back and just listen, I wanted to write in this week to talk about The Dark Knight Rises, a movie that is very special to me. Mm. In my junior high years, I would often spend my evenings cycling around my neighborhood with my best friend. One night after completing our usual rounds, my brother informed me that they, that they would be watching The Dark Knight Rises. I was only 12 or so, and I grew up in the kind of home where only PG-13 movies I could watch were Lord of the Rings and the Martin Luther biopic. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and so I assumed that this activity excluded me. However, my father was feeling generous, and at 8.30 on a warm summer night, we stayed up to watch The Dark Knight Rises, ignoring the fact that I hadn't seen any of the other Nolan films. I try to be careful with the phrase life-changing, but to describe that night any other way would be an injustice. Never before had I connected more with a character than Christian Bale's Batman. And as the youngest and smallest of three boys, that back-breaking sewer fight scene hits a little too close to home. Watching Bruce Wayne (laughs) climb out of the pit at his lowest, both physically and mentally, with Hans Zimmer's brass swells and the prisoners Mm. chanting was a moment of inspiration for a 12-year-old boy who was honestly struggling. The spark I felt during this movie pushed me to a love of stories and storytelling that follows me to this day. Whether it be comics or films, I'm currently a university student majoring in film studies. And while TDKR is by no means a perfect movie, and after about an eighth rewatch began to unravel a bit, I think it would not be an overstatement to credit this movie with beginning my love of film. Even as I write this email, it's hard not to spin off into a much lengthier statement to how special this movie is to me. Anyway, thank you for taking the moment to read this email if I hadn't take up enough of your time already I'm curious if you all have a movie that began your journey to being a film lover I appreciate you guys have a wonderful week that's Kip what an email wow what a great story Mm. goodness what started the journey Proto for you
2: I've said it before The Matrix changed my life
0: whew Phantom Menace I don't remember what my answer was to this question Robocop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, love of film. Hmm, golly. I mean, my earliest film memories is when I went to see Ninja Turtles in a dank oh village my. mall theater when it was like a year after it had come out. They would show like dollar movies, and I referenced it last week about how like sticky movie theater floors, like you step on it, your shoe mm. doesn't move, but your foot comes out. <laughs> It was a very fun early memory.
1: I don't know. I would say for the Phantom Menace, it was more, I, I kind of love going to movies anyway, but that was when I realized I wanted to know how movies were made. Like, I really wanted mm-hmm. to know more about the, the process of making film. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of opened my eyes to it. You know what's so cool about that story from Kip is that, like, when you're a kid,
2: like, him saying, Hey, we're going to watch The Dark Knight Rises. Like, now when you watch a movie, like, you're usually the one putting it on. And you know what you're getting into, at least, you know, something about it. But when you're a kid, yeah, it's like your dad could just, your mom be like, hey, we're watching this movie and you have no idea what's about to happen, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and you could be seeing something that, yeah, like blows your mind. It's just something you've never seen before. That That's so
0: cool and special. We don't really have, at least in my house, I'm trying to think of movie night. We've been trying to do like Sunday, like weekend family adventures where we leave the house and maybe go on like a hike or something. But we don't have movie nights. James is pretty much left his own devices playing Xbox with his friends. I might have missed already that era. Maybe I shouldn't have shown uh, him The Exorcist when he was eight years old. <laughs> Maybe that was a mistake. Something to think about. Something for me to think about.
1: <clears throat>
0: uh, we do have some VMs to get to, so let's, let's start those off.
1: Hey, guys. It's Megan. Uh, I wanted to call in on this special episode of The Dark Knight Rises to share with you my favorite line from the movie.
3: <clears throat> Where's the trigger Where is it who's the trigger
1: <laughs> you're welcome that was my best batman impression uh you know it's a sad day in gotham when bane has some of the best lines and dialogue in the movie okay bye, oh,
0: bye. incredible rendition. thank you megan he said the trigger like nine times in that scene mm-hmm. i thought his lips were gonna fall off <laughs> And he, you know, he couldn't breathe during all that. He said "trigger" nine times in one breath because you know he can't. That's inhale through his nose. The power of
1: Christian Bale.
2: Christian Bale's the look in his eyes when he's betrayed by Talia, like he's beat, he, the knife is in, and he's just like, "That's oh, great, detective." Oh yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah. Also, totally how about full. them sleeping together? They, she's been in two scenes, and she goes to that Gotham ha- Manor in a rainy night with no power, and they instantly start knocking boots. I mean, that hasn't happened since Val. <laughs> Thank you for the VM, Megan. He was just looking for the trigger. Oh my word. In a pro. Yo, what's up? Danny,
4: Slim, Proto. I just uh, wanna call in and let y'all know it's Tyro from Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix. I've been watching the show for about two and a half months now. I really enjoyed the content that y'all putting mm-hmm. out and the movie selections that y'all have. Uh, it really it really gives people a guide on how they should approach Mm. critiquing movies, mm-hmm. writing movies, you know, just being part of the industry. So I appreciate everything y'all do. I just watched Batman Begins because of the last episode. I'm excited to see what y'all say about The Dark Knight. I'm even more excited to see Robert Patterson do Robert Patterson as Whoa. Batman. So mm-hmm. please let me know what y'all know, what y'all think mm. about that. And uh, yeah, man, just <laughs> y'all just keep putting out this content. I love it.
0: Thank you. T- Thank I you. love you back. You. Yes. Tara, are you ready for the Batman right now? That's next week. That's our next app. I'm so ready. Gear up. I need everyone to Gosh. be ready. Suit up. I'm going on Saturday. Can't
2: wait. When, what time are you on Saturday? Saturday? What time? I think it's 2 p.m. Oh, you're wow. It Jenna wanted to see it. So <gasps> we're going together. We're going on a movie date. Yo.
1: She said Jenna. she's in. Okay. The fire rises. Expect a voicemail from Jenna
0: will jenna update her letterbox for the first time this year (laughs) (laughs) robocop might have been her last entry (laughs) 2021 uh final vm you know who it's gonna be from The, the number one batman fan in our discord what
4: is up 70 millimeter it is andy calling and i'm calling one last time uh to complete the trilogy you guys are talking about the dark knight rises and uh, let's just get it out there. This is my favorite one of oh my the gosh. trilogy. Excuse me? I just what love the this stream? M- movie so much. There's no debating that The Dark Knight is the better film. But for me, I still love this is my favorite one of the three. I just love finally seeing Bruce Wayne being able to ride off into the sunset. You know, he has now this new life. He has this new relationship with Selena and it's just beautiful and i just i'm a sucker for a happy ending and so i love this movie so much i love bane i think bane the, i mean the introduction of this new character that opening airplane scene pretty freaking amazing and let's be honest who would have guessed that anne hathaway would have killed it as catwoman True. i just think she delivered she Hit the she belt, did brother. just her performance in this was amazing <laughs> specifically when she's in the bar <laughs> And the cops show up and she starts screaming, pretending to be a victim. That's just so good. And so, anyways, I love this movie so much. Again, I know it's not the best one. I know that it's not the best conclusion to the trilogy, but I don't care. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts. Love you guys. Bye.
1: His voicemail reminded me of the intro to this. I forgot to say that, you know, I watch a lot of the making ofs. And that's the making of that scene is incredible. But when Bane is holding the doctor, to when it drops him out of the yeah. the middle of the ship, in the in the making of it shows that it's two mannequins holding each other, and I can't <laughs> unsee that anymore. And I need you guys to know that. So if you ever see it again, it's two mannequins holding each other, wearing a wig. Mm, what if we put Amazing. a wig on the mannequins?
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fool them. <clears throat> IMAX. that's our VMs our feedback for the week what a journey what a journey this Batman journey is almost finished we're I mean next week we'll we'll announce our next journey and it's big it's big there might be a slight detour in that journey but we're about to go big okay next week is the Batman Robert Pattinson and the guy who did the Apes movies excuse me Reeves. What's your excitement level for the Batman, Proto?
2: Excitement, uh, five out of five excitement levels right now. Mm-hmm. Five stars. <laughs> oh yeah. my. I'm very
1: excited. It's hard not to be. This is a new Batman flick, new everything. Yeah. yeah. And
2: it's Rob.
1: And it's Yeah, yeah exactly. Rob. It's Rob. our king.
0: He's our Timmy, God. Rob. You know? Thank you. He's our Timmy. That, that, is a, that is so true. What a week. What an episode. We're through the Nolan movies next week is the Batman, so everyone hit theaters. get ready for that episode. Prado, can you take us out for the week any any wise words for us?
2: well, just reflecting on this trilogy um you know trilogies are like sandwiches uh you know you got your you got your bottom loaf <laughs> you got your your meat on the inside and you got your your top piece um in this case, I think bottom and top piece maybe like Stale, soggy bread, but in in the middle there we got the we got the nice meats, and sometimes that's all you need in a trilogy. Mm. We got the good meats in the middle there, and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we got to do this together.
0: Thankful for the meats. We'll see everybody next week for the Batman. millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas spiritual guidance and V'ger the robot who loves movies provided by Pertalexis producer at large Dale underscore a transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com this episode was mixed edited and produced by me slim support our patreon for access to our vhs village discord to talk movies with new friends access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault discounts on merch uncut episodes and a physical membership card mailed to you to check out other tape deck podcasts find the link in the episode notes and if you'd like to support our friends at letterbox and upgrade to pro or patron status you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70 mmpodcom Goodbye. This 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 is a Tape Deck Podcast.